Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast. We can't be the only ones. At least I hope not. I'm Gail. And I'm B. Well, should I add an adjective? You can fill in your blank. I am the B. <laughs> Too close to home to call. <laughs> I don't care. I would expect that people would fill it in with a good adjective, so. Okay. You're good. And if you don't fill it in with a good adjective, then I don't care either. Okay. <laughs> you got your own adjective for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. So as we begin each episode, we start with our moment of gratitude. And we're going to do a pop quiz. Who goes first, Gail? You do, because it's yours. Uh-huh. Am I right? Yeah. That was just a wild guess. <laughs> that was not said with any certainty. Well, five points for Gail that she can redeem at the store. Um, please be sure to tell your cashier that. You got five points in the bank. All right, let me write that down. Five points? <laughs> no. Whose moment of gratitude? You should really try the five points at the grocery store and see what happens. If they'll give you a discount on something. That or get arrested as a crazy woman. I mean, no. They won't arrest you. You just never know nowadays. (laughs) I don't don't want to call it out. She tried to pay me in funny money. (laughs) (laughs) She's making her own money, officer. Okay, so I am grateful for um, my family. I am really grateful for my family in this moment. Um, and to, and I guess more specifically, um, having them in my life to teach me lessons either by them going through certain things or just um, talking to them and I was talking to my mom this week and I spoke to my sister and I spoke to my aunt as well and it's just so nice to have insightful women in my life um, that can just cut the bullshit like if you think I'm like straight into the point like wait till you meet my mama like, it's just so I am just so very grateful. And even my aunt, you know, her and I were talking today when I took my walk around the neighborhood. And it was just kind of, she basically inspired me to take a walk because she was like, you know, every Sunday I go to Marshall's and not to buy anything, but just to kind of like take in everything and 
and walk around the little home area and get inspiration and you know that way I'm able to kind of like get out the house so it was just like you know not even thinking about that she just inspired me I was like oh wait I didn't even go on my walk today so did that but it was just so nice to you know get their perspective and I do come from a long line of women that is just I'm so grateful to have them in my life and to be able to express myself and them to give me open feedback in a way that is honest and true and helpful. They're like a safe place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you grateful for? Nothing. There you go. <laughs> so now we can move into our topic of the week. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't really know. I'm, I'm sort of in a melancholy kind of mood of late. Oh, okay. And um, so many things have transpired in the last week that I'm just... Spent? No, full. Ah. I'm just full. And um, I guess I'm grateful to still be alive that I can sort this all out. Uh, yeah, because you can't do that when you're dead. Yeah, and I guess I guess the one thing I truly am grateful for for this week was having the courage to not to run away, but to face head on things where I would normally bail. Mm-hmm. And I actually and I I did feel so much better about myself not that I felt bad about not facing it before <laughs> so you're at a different place it was just what I did and I just moved along but I, I do I do feel that just and it's not so much I didn't have it it wasn't something where I stood up for myself it's just a moment where I said okay I'm not gonna run away whatever happens good bad or indifferent I'm gonna take it mm-hmm and I'm gonna work it out and deal with it and just keep moving forward. I'm not gonna back up. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep moving forward. And who knew that just doing that once would open up a can of worms? There you go. And things just started coming at me left and right. There you go. So, um, and I do, I'm very grateful for the ladies of the shield because I reached out to them and they covered me. There you go. So I'm very grateful for that. Good. So I was thinking um, about this week. <clears throat> and in talking to my mom um, earlier, um, and she said it to me for a while. And, you know, I put a lean in therapy. Um, you know, because I think everybody should have therapy at some point in their lives. But started her with it, with the process of it. Um, when she was in the fifth grade, going to the sixth grade. So it's almost been two years now. And um, she always said to me, that's the best thing that you can do for your child. She's like, this, you're, that's a good thing that you're doing it. Keep doing it. That, and she just said it then. And we had the conversation this week and she was like, you, that was the best thing again that you could have done for Alina. Um, 
Um, and also that, you know, and it just got me to thinking that, again, how you show up for yourself, because life is going to throw you curveballs. That's basically all it's here to do. So even when you think that you're going down a path that just is like, okay, this is where we're going, you never know what's going to happen. And one thing for sure about life that we can all, at least human life, unless you're a rock or something, you know, there are changes that happen. The one true thing that doesn't stop is change. So... Or, you know, it can also be called impermanence. So if you want to use your $5 word. Another dictionary moment. Impermanence, (laughs) yes, which basically is the state or fact of lasting for only a limited period of time. And that everything is temporary. Emotions, feelings, fears, life, everything is temporary. And if you're aware of that, at least... In the way that I feel that I'm aware that, again, like, I kind of wake up like, okay, could this be my last day? And if it is my last day, how did I live it? Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that I'm not necessarily afraid of is death because it's just kind of like it's bound to happen. Not bound. This is certainty. Yes, it's bound to happen. So when? Don't know. But it's bound to happen. Nobody's getting out of this alive. Pretty much. So I was just thinking even in then, you know, even if you're aware that things are changing, um, because life does change, how do you prepare for change? And I think part of it is kind of being present in the moment. I think... Part of the reason why I am able to prepare myself for what the future me needs um, is because I am able to be in the moment. And I remember reading a book back in May because that's where my notes are landing me in my little note notebook. I was reading a book by Amy Cuddy called Presence. And the way she defined it was it's basically a state of being attuned to be able to be comfortably to express your true thoughts, feelings, values, and potential. And part of that does require that you are in the moment to kind of shift through things. Well, do you mean in the moment or be present? Or is that one and the same? interchangeable to me I don't know about you yeah oh yeah so you know to me mindfulness means that okay you're aware of what's going on either internally or externally you have a post to what's going on now okay Um, and so you're not too far back into the past and you aren't too forward in the future but you're basically giving yourself the things that you need now So if you're giving yourself the things that you need and you're aware of what you believe in and you trust yourself and you're you're trusting the story that life has given to you and your feelings and your values and your abilities, I, Berlin, believe that that basically kind of builds upon itself. 
because you're aware of what you need. So you're going to keep providing what you need for your future self because you know where you want to go. You know where you want to be. And maybe you'll be able to pivot. And one, one of the things that I am like really assured of, uh, and it's funny because I was talking about anchors and sales for about a month with um, trying to figure what those were for me. Um, what are my anchors? What are the things that are the constants in my life? And what are the things that are the, the freeing portion of it where it's like you want to go? And one of the things was that I am resilient and that I am used to change. So part of that coming back full circle to where we are right now, which is for at least me, a period of change and a period of where the resilience that I have will need to be passed down. It Mm -hmm. all makes sense that Again, you don't necessarily know what you're cultivating at that moment because whatever you're cultivating basically manifests in the future. So even if Isn't you're that the truth. Yeah. So even if you're cultivating drama, that's what you're going to get in the future because that's basically the little nuggets of your day to day life that you're making come to fruition. And if you're more so mindful and you the sucky thing about resilience is that you got to grow through shit no one learns if you have a cushion life is really hard when life knocks you down because you're not being knocked down you don't have any skills on how to get up basically and the thing is again with everything being impermanent and things constantly being in a state of change for most people at different points in time is that if you're not ready to go with the flow of the change and you resist it, you're stuck. And it, the way that life works, it doesn't nece- you can't necessarily always control, which goes back to controlling your controllables. You can't necessarily control what happens to you but you do have the control of what happens. How do you grow through that situation and how do you go through that situation? So, and part of that actually happens in the present moment. It's a choice that you make in the now to say, hey, this is happening right now. Either I change, I stay the same, or I regress or you grow through it or you don't and those are all decisions that are made in the now the lawyers have a a phrase that they sometimes use with witnesses like which witness to call if they're afraid that their counterpart is going to call a witness they might say you know it might be a hostile witness but let us call them because then we control the presentation Mm -hmm. and we're not responding Mm-hmm. because and then it, it is a sense of control but they know they can't control it all mm-hmm. so and I think that's something that is difficult for people to learn if somebody's damaged you or hurt you in your past you want to control everything in your future 
your present and your future that no one hurts you again. Mm -hmm. No one destroys anything of yours. If somebody breaks something of value because you were maybe too lax and now you're like, nobody can touch anything without my permission. Mm -hmm. Well, and you might end up having that thing to the end, but you might not have nobody along with it. Yeah. But you have to learn. We, we really can't control. Mm -hmm. you, and like you say, you have the present that you can be present in. You can control your controllables, but what are they? Do you really know what they are? Some people think everything they can see as far as the eye can see is theirs to control, even other people. Yeah, no. Your bug basically <laughs> stops with you. So, like, even if you are in a bad mood, like there, there's that saying, your mood should not dictate your manners. So, it doesn't matter if you're in a bad mood. You just don't get to treat people like crap because you feel bad. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's... No. no. Okay. Well, you, you know what? You know what? <laughs> to be honest, you can. <laughs> to be honest, you can. And some people do. But at the same time, it's almost like you lost something and that person lost something too of a connection that they could have had with you at that point in time. Or even if you were in a bad mood and you kind of toughed through it and said, you know what, I'm, gonna feel, I'm not feeling that great, but I'm going to show up and not be cruel to the world around me. Someone still might notice that you are not who you were and reach out to you and be able to assist you. Ironic you should say that yesterday I was not doing well. And uh, the group of women, not, not the shield women, but uh, my bingo ladies, mm -hmm. we had made a, a plan to do um, Zoom with all of us late last night. Because mm -hmm. like several people have just had surgeries, parents are very sick, and they just wanted a face-to-face -face with some people that we always say things like, and they're from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to do it because I just, um, I'm not in a good space. And, uh, and I did it. We laughed. They tickled me. They're too funny. We, we did because we do trivia. So uh -huh. we did trivia face to face and it was almost like they picked the trivia questions for me. <laughs> I didn't have to Google. I knew so funny. <laughs> and but then at the end, one of the ladies, um, she called me. And she said, what's up? And I said, what? She said, something's up with you. She said, you were laughing and part of it and involved and everything. She said, but I could she said I could tell in your voice. She said, if you want to talk about it, you just want to pray. And I said, well, let's just pray. Uh -huh. And so you're right. Somebody, and this is really an unexpected one of the women. We don't really chat that much. Uh -huh. and, um, and you're right. Somebody may spot it and be able to add some, not levity, but add some calm or peace. Uh -huh. Or it's just nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like, I think things happen to us, good, bad, or indifferent. The good stuff we don't complain too much about. No. The indifferent things that, you know, kind of are like, hey, these are day-to-day -day things that I do. It's neither, we might, but it's neither here nor there. But it's when the bad things come knocking at your door or the things that kind of throw you a curveball 
that again you are put to the test yes you are put through the test as a human being as to a how will you approach the situation and b how will you grow through it because again not only about going through a situation because again that's just like going through a door it's more so <laughs> what it just makes me think of lassie's in the well <laughs> the, the dog the series lassie the it's dog like, yeah lassie's okay. in the well and you go down the well's empty because lassie figured out a way to get out oh yeah you know, and everybody was running around trying to find stuff to get Lassie out the well. Lassie figured out a way to get out the well. But th th he had community. Yeah. So if he didn't get out, people would have been there to help him out. And I think sometimes we forget that. Forget that we have community or yes. that we can get ourselves out the well? Both. Yeah. Because sometimes we so often get our own self out of everything that we forget that there's community. And there's a need for community to help you. Mm -hmm. Because it helps you grow. It's important to let people help you because then you open yourself up. Yeah. And it's important for those people to be, to allow them to help you because they need to know help can come. Yeah, and I think that doubles back to like vulnerability and it also d doubles back to kindness as well. Like again, the more that someone, <clears throat> the more that someone shows you, like we stated a few weeks ago on the kindness episode, that they can be, that they can show you kindness your mm -hmm. way, the more you'll be willing to give that out the other way as well. Yes. So again, it's almost like a cyclical thing, but that's also a decision because some people don't make the decision to do kind things or to say kind things. They make the decision to not say kind things and not, you know what I mean? So again, right, or sometimes they say things so often unkind, they don't recognize an unkind thing. Yeah. Because they're so used to, they actually think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just kind of like... I was just thinking about like how fortunate back to like my mom being able to recognize it then and say, you know what, that's a good thing that you're doing that she won't even understand. And even at the beginning of the pandemic to say, oh, you know what, this is a major life event right now. We're going through a damn pandemic. I might not have shit going on now, but who knows? And that was a decision again that I made to say, hey, let me just put myself in therapy just in case. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what the future is gonna hold, but put something in place so that you can do it. The same way, hey, Ryston. Yeah, are you trader dog for your future self? Yes, you are. The trader dog strikes again. <laughs> yeah, don't be a hater. <laughs> but yeah, it's you like, buy his next prescription. How about that? <laughs> My name's not on the paperwork, Gail. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, we digress. I know. 
Gail digress. I was talking. Yes, that's true. I'm um, but yeah, but it, it, it's just kind of like from the book, she said something that physical and psychological adversities, Amy Cuddy, she said physical and psychological adversities shape us. Challenges gives us insight and experience that only we have had. They are the things that we need to not only accept, but also embrace and see as strengths. So I think sometimes too, when things happen to us that we kind of view as being like bad or, you know, curveball or whatever, it kind of goes into that why me and despair and yeah. all of this stuff that people tend to wallow in. And it's just, and you have the opportunity to see it as maybe a challenge or to see it as what can I learn from this or what can I grow from this and what can I take from this and what can I build upon this. And not everybody does in that moment. And when you miss it when yes. it's happening, it, when it's happening, because again, when a change happens, even though something did occur, let's say you get in a car accident, right? Not a, a major one, but let's say a fender bender. You got in a car accident, the accident happened. So what are you going to do the next day? Relive the accident again? Or then say, okay, well, let me make an appointment. Let me reach out to my lawyer or let me do that. So now we're on day two. Are you going to go back and relive that or you're going to keep making the next plan to build upon where you're going to go? Well, just my quirkiness when I had the fender bender, I jumped out the car and started praising the Lord because I'm getting a new car. See? <laughs> of course, the woman who hit me is like, what is she doing? <laughs> yes. It's like, hallelujah. But I'm again, in the, in, the, in the change. It's, but it's how you see now, something like that, I, I might rejoice with, but then, and to other people, that's a biggie. Yeah. Well, you're like insane. What is wrong with you? Your insurance is going to go up. You got, what if this person doesn't have insurance? I mean, the list of negativity rolls on. Yeah. Yet, I see it as a positive in another direction. Yeah. But you can do that with anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I do that with everything, but I could. Because if you can do it once, you can repeat it. Exactly. And again, most of what, even our thought patterns are almost like a, it's a habit. The things that we do, we're basically habitual creatures. Who Training do things, our brain. Basically, habitual creatures that do the same thing over and over again. But at the same time, if you have the knowledge that sometimes the things that you do over and over again might need to be changed or will be changed or, you know, that everything is temporary and not to more so react from the things that are fleeting. Like your feelings aren't facts. I say that a lot. Feelings aren't facts. Just no. because they're valid to you, but they're not facts to the rest of the world. And there's a verse in the Bible that's Second Corinthians three twelve to fourteen, and this is not the King James version. Shar, if you're listening, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. 
And I've always taken that verse to mean there's hope in every situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. Be bold enough to find it. Mm-hmm. Not to wallow in it, but be bold enough to say, you know what? Yes, they just told me I have cancer and they think six months, but hey, let me make this the best six months. Exactly. You know, find some shred of hope. And, and then it, it keeps coming because hope is like the ocean. It, the waves keep coming back. Yeah. If, if you keep positivity moving, but anything has waves if you give it the energy. Exactly. Both so ways. If so you give the it the negative, mm-hmm. I have cancer, I'm, I'm going to die and I hate the world and I'm just going to go home and lay down on the floor and di- wait to die. Let's make that six months too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or then there's people who find out tragic things and go spend every dime they have in the opposite direction. Well, you might want to just have a moment. Yeah. You know, but you you try. And I think that's the thing that we lose, particularly in this situation of the pandemic. A lot of people lost hope. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when it turned from 2020 to 2021, they thought 2021 was like a miracle drug. Yeah, I didn't. And it's not. 2021 to me has almost been worse so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? So maybe back to the past self when you said therapy. Mm-hmm. And I joined in on that wagon, jumped right on the therapy wagon with you. And I can't even imagine, had I not, what type of state I would be in. Yeah. Yeah, you you showed up. It's about showing up for you now. Whatever that means, you show up as your best self for you. Because that's the only person, the only, even if other people see it around you, you can only be your best you. Ah. And even if you're not like you're, you're not well or you need a moment or whatever, you can have that. I'm, I'm an advocate for rest. Don't let me get a little headache. I'm not going to work that day. Like... <laughs> Leaf hits the ground, drop of rain, temperature drops two degrees. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't make it in today. I am changing with the weather. Impermanence has set in and it told me to stay home and watch Netflix. Okay, so there you go. So again, back to what you're saying, it does matter like how you show up and Again, it's not about you even being competent because sometimes no. you don't even you, you don't you don't know at that moment what you'll need then. But it's almost like a humbling like, OK, I'm willing I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to take in because when things happen to you, you're never not like, oh, and that was the reason why. That's why that happened. Until like future and you're like, everything worked out the way that it should have. And I think when people are afraid of change, because again, change requires an unknown factor to it. You don't know what's going to happen. It's bleak. 
you can't see past the now but at the same time you do have to kind of know that you're competent you're worthy you're smart you're able and you have to be able to tell yourself that now because you can't tell your future self you go girl like once you you know yeah it's, it's in the now that you tell yourself like I remember when I was doing my master's program and I it was just like an everyday thing where it was like I was giving myself an invisible cookie for doing the work for getting the job done and the cookies that you give yourself they matter no it, it matters how you talk to yourself especially and, invisible cookies yeah because it's I don't hard need to the enjoy them <laughs> so funny. I'm just saying. Invisible what? kudos. Yeah, but the kudos that you give yourself along the way matter. And that way, when the big moment happens and I graduated, it's an accumulation of all of those things. Then you get a real cookie. And I get a real cookie. Oh. I got a degree. There you go. You know? You know, and I think looking back, I, I have seen people in my past that even when a bad thing happens, their defense is to control everything around them. And if you're that kind of person, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That may be when something horrific happens, that's your way of, of reeling it in getting maybe getting your ducks in a row mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that when something bad happens you have to fall apart because control is not good control in the right place in the right instance is good mm -hmm. as long as you're not over excessive with it because mm -hmm. you cannot control other people no but if you're just trying to you know like when like you say the the, the fender bender I got to call the lawyer. I got to call the insurance company. I got to get the set up the repair thing. You you don't go into the I had a car accident. Oh, then you don't move. You don't go left, right. You don't go anything. And guess what? The cars in the street has been towed by somebody, and they're paying you two hundred dollars a day before you can get your car out. It it will just keep. It's a snowball. Oh, it just becomes so huge and tangled that you just you give up mm -hmm. and that's how we get to those give up moments yeah but even when you get to a give up moment where you've done everything not maybe the correct way and you're just overwhelmed by it still just sit sit down somewhere and say how do i fix this or how do i get past this point and ask for help mm -hmm. And then start mapping out what you're going to do and don't, you know, keep pushing back that crazy part of you that wants to do nothing and pull in that hope part of you that says, I can do something. Yeah, because you got to do the work. Like, we all have our own personal work to do. And when you don't do, you, like we said, I said before, you are your own house do your own maintenance whether it is you know i started the yoga i did pay gail a dollar i missed a day and alina 
So they're rich. Yeah, a whole dollar. They're rich. You might, if anybody <laughs> needs something to borrow, they would be. Add that room. to my five points. Ooh. <laughs> Say, I have a dollar and five, and five points. points. Can I use it here? <laughs> the, the dollar. I don't know what you're doing with the five points. <laughs> Gail has a dollar and five points. Alina just has a dollar right now. But, <laughs> you know, even through this and like whatever I am going through right now, which I've already pivoted. Like, it's my mom, yeah. I was talking to my mom, and she was just like, you're here, and then you're already thinking of, okay, let's go there. And that's basically how I work. It's like I'm always planning, but not necessarily planning to, like, control the world. Because, again, I know that I can't do anything for anybody but what I can right. do for myself and for Alina. And at this point in time, whatever I can control, whatever I can do is what I'm going to do. And you almost have to do that in an unapologetic way. You're right. You have to do certain things in an unapologetic way because if you're aware and you're present in the moment, you're not just present physically as your body is. You're present mentally. You're aware. You're self-aware. So I know how I'm feeling right now. I know what time it is right now. I know where I'm stationed in life. And I'm okay with it. And if there was one thing that I wasn't okay with when I checked in with myself, then that would be the one thing that I said, okay, let me try to fix that one thing. Maybe I'm angry right now. And maybe you sh I know you shouldn't move in anger. Right. So let's get that under wraps and turn that anger into forgiveness, at least for me. Let's turn the anger into forgiveness because, A, whatever has happened has happened and cannot be changed. That is true. And, B, me holding on to this takes up more energy than me saying, it happened, let it go, now what can we do? Because even if you hold on to it and bury it and think, I'll just bury it and I'll deal with it later, or bury it so deep you think you never deal with it again, you do. Uh-huh. It comes back up. You do. Uh, and for me, it's like when Ryson got sick. I mean, my first thing was, oh, my God, I'm going to have to put him down. And I, I just, like, almost lost it. And when I came home from um, the vet, I just pulled over on the side of the road and just boo-hooed. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, now what do I need to do? Then I called the vet back, because I couldn't even talk to the vet. Yeah. And I said, what is it that we need to do? And she told me about his medication and we'll try it. And then she gave me other alternatives. I reached out to like Patty, got some help there. It's not gonna cost me the mad fortune that I thought. Mm -hmm. And, but I did have to let that go. The feeling. Yes, I had to just, and for me, it was just boohooing it out, mm -hmm. getting it out, get that out the way, and move on. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, I didn't demand things of people, which I might have in the past, because that's how I cover it. Mm -hmm. I become forceful demanding I'm going to structure the world to bend this way mm -hmm. 
and that's my survive that was my survival tactic because no one can see my vulnerability because mm -hmm. I could be crushed if you see it mm -hmm. and and now I've developed the okay so you see me vulnerable whatever yeah it's the pivot I think you know it's the pivot you have you have you're going on a line the straight line and then you're again you got to change with the things that happen to you and you got to be able to to me this is how I work I have to be able to make the changes as I can because trust me I've been through worse you know what I mean and again that's and worse may show up yeah so I can't be wallowing this still and then worse show up. That's usually when worse show up. <laughs> when you're already down, here come worse. And then worser than worsest. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Even if it does appear, the fact of the matter, I think, impermanence. Things change. So even if you are at a point where things are at its worst, that doesn't necessarily mean that things can't get better. Still get up. Yeah. Still get up. Yeah. Even if you have to ask for help to get up. Mm -hmm. Still get up. And, and I speak to people in my age group. We're at a point in our lives where we think we're at the end, so what? But you don't know when the end is, actually. Pretty much. So you need to live like, yes, the end is coming, but what I'm going to do before then? Am I going to wallow in whatever? Maybe I got some bad news. Maybe a, a, a loved one, you know, that the husband of 20 years, if you were so lucky to have one, that was for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then when they died, they were great husbands. But um, they were, maybe they were a great husband, too, while they were alive. So mm -hmm. you truly are going to miss them. Don't wallow in that because they wouldn't want you to. Pretty much. If you get a bad health notice, what can you do to do your best to turn that around? And, and reach out to people. Reach out to your family, friends, and just don't, it's not so much that you get knocked down, but how do you get up? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that is the thing that truly, to me, matters. It, Everybody gets knocked down like no one is going to come through this earth unscathed. No one is never not no. going to know heartbreak, pain, joy, sorrow, whatever. We're all going to go through it. And again, if you let it consume you to the point where you can't move and it just takes away the joy that you could be having. Because even if you're having a no good rotten day, does not necessarily mean that it's, it could, it's a day without laughter or if it's a day without love and it's a day without hope. Or somebody just being kind to you. I mean, how many times has it just been a ho-hum day and you go into a store and somebody says, wow, that's a great blouse. Really? Thanks. You know, somebody will just off the cuff say something or open the door for you. Mm -hmm. Just just some little nicety. But if you look like Grumpy George, they might pass on that. Yeah. They might like be, mm, mm -hmm. I'm going to just walk on by because she look mean. I know, right? <laughs> so it, it's just, and it's, it's not an easy thing. I don't think either of us say it because it's easy to do. 
Oh, no. But it's, it's worthwhile doing. It's not. I mean, because Petty Betty wants to be petty. Yeah. And Maybe. Petty Betty always shows up at the party. Yeah. And the, the She's thing, the first one there. Yes. Yes. It's almost <laughs> an instinct. But Petty Betty, again, I this is my belief. The more goodness you put out into the world, the more goodness you get back. What you put out into, what you set to do to others, you get back. And again, I like the whole clean slate kind of approach about things. Now, I might hurt your feelings by accident or whatever the case may be, but I, my intention was not to do that. Not to do that. So intent does matter, but I'm not going to sit up there and be like, how can I plot to ruin this person's life? What, what way can I make this come to fruition? Like I'm in Days of Our Lives or All My Children. Like I don't it is your own <laughs> sitcom now, so you could plot, not plot, but you could decide to write them off. <laughs> you are no longer starring, co-starring with me in the sitcom. Gotta go. Yeah. So I don't know. What ways do you prepare for your future self? Who me? Yes, you. Well, something I realized a long time ago, and you even said it to me one time, that me going to church helps me. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. I need that. Mm -hmm. And today I, I went to church, and that always helps me to go to church and fellowship with others. Now, we can't do the hug, hug. But I did see a young lady that I had not seen. And the last time I saw her was last year. She was not doing well. She didn't have a job. She might lose her house. She had three babies. And I sent some information her way, but we, I, I had not seen her. And I think because she even lost her cell phone. So, you know, when you get oh, a, wow. new, yeah, yeah. It's a new number, whatever. And I saw her before I left church. And it was such a joy to see her. She, she's doing really well. She's got a job. And that, that inspires me. Not that I, I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with what I sent her. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it did. It inspired her that people care. Mm -hmm. But for me, that, that helps me. And, and I was asking the past, one of the pastors, I said, you know, you guys really want people to come back to church and we still have the pandemic. He says some people need it. He said people who can do well from home and Zoom or not attend, they're going to do well no matter where they go. Mm -hmm. He said, but some people need to come into the building, sit in the seat, have people walk by and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. He said, that's, that's really why. He said, I, I, and I, I joked and I said, you mean it's not to collect money? He said, well, I'm sure that has a part. But part of, he said, a good part of it is some people need to sit their butt in a seat. Mm -hmm. They just do. He said, we just want to offer those who can and, and who want to and who need to be there. So that, that helps me. Writing helps. And just understanding that forgiving others is a necessary being for me. Mm -hmm. And it used to grieve me when people wouldn't forgive me when I forgave them. Oh. But I have since learned that my forgiveness does not... It's not contingent. Right. It's not contingent on you. And I can't expect you to be a forgiving person. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's who I am. And it, in, 
then if you're not a forgiving person, I don't need to put you in my world. Because in my sitcom, we forgive each other, mm -hmm. care about each other, and look out for each other. In my sitcom, we wouldn't see Susie Q over there in trouble or John Bill over there in trouble and not offer a helping hand. Mm -hmm. I don't care if, if you're the neighbor that never spoke to me or if you're the person that I saw at the grocery store called me nigga that day and you were on the side of a road, looked like you bleeding. I'm calling somebody to get you some help. The people in my sitcom do that. Mm -hmm. So you can't be in my sitcom if you're not a forgiving person. Go on about your business. So you, every once in a while you have to clean house. Mm -hmm. Clean up your cell phone numbers. That's a help to me. You know? Yeah. Well, I do that every once in a while. Clean up your apps. That's a help to me. And just... just Are you getting rid of Facebook? No. Just because some of my friends, that's all they got. That <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what they're doing otherwise. And... It's just, that's part of my being. And to reach out and touch and forgive, that, that helps me. Yeah. You know, that's a component of my life that is necessary. Okay. Um, I get it. I would say, for me, it's showing up for my future self involves Almost, my, I have, my friend Larry calls me a hippie. He's like, you're the biggest hippie I know. He's like, you're all like free and this and snowy and go with the wind. And what are you doing again right now? Something nobody else does. <laughs> no one else in the planet is doing this right now, really. Or recently, <laughs> not in the last 25 years. <laughs> so when it comes to stuff like that, being free or feeling free, because I think, again, no one else can tell you that you're free. I think free, just that happiness and everything else is a state of mind. Um, so I do feel free pretty much all the time. And with that freedom, it also comes because I feel competent and because I know I'm worthy and because I know I'm gorgeous and because I know I can walk through life knowing that I'm not sitting up here trying to harm nobody and that also that I have boundaries as well and I think the boundaries help because those are the doors that you can control whether or not you close or open or indulge in or not and I, that is important yes so for me showing up for my future self is again being present in the now like Am I going to tolerate this right now? No, I don't think I'm going to tolerate this. So, no. Because I don't need that then. Might have had it, might have tolerated it before. But I don't need it now. And I think that's that kind of... Are you going bald right now? No, I don't think okay. that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people who are waiting. <laughs> Haters. But uh, I'm like, what are you doing? But yeah, that's part of what it is. It's almost like, and I, I do do my SMART goals. And then my SMART goals aren't always, again, they're done in the now. And then I always ask myself while I'm doing the goals, why? So there is a level of awareness as to I'm doing this right now. And I say I want to do this. And I say I want to work towards this. But why? And being aware of the why. Mm-hmm 
helps a lot to kind of say, okay, we're going to keep going at this to get to where we want to go. And that just gives me a little bit of purpose as to where I want to be. But my purpose isn't anybody else's purpose. It's never going to translate to someone else. To someone else. It just makes me think of the screen in the yard that I just abruptly decided since it was torn down, I'm going to fix it. And I bought the materials. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just went full bore into it. I, I, that is a gift <laughs> to at least attack things. Mm -hmm. and, and, and to try. Yeah, you know, that is kind of a gift, but it also made me think about like church and God and reading the Bible and studying the Bible. So much of that has, I look back on my life and what I did 10 years ago prepared me for this day. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see like even to the church where I am in now that, you know, I moved churches, but then somebody pulled me from this church and said, look, I need you to come back over here and help me mm -hmm. be part of our team again. And then the church I was going to, trying to build a team there, they moved to a, you know, and yeah. we all went back. And I was already there. So people were like trying to see where they fit in. I, I got a spot. And I was like, thank you, God. You know, it's like he kind of knew, he knew where this, not kind of knew, he knew where this was going. And he just positioned me. So, and if you have to position yourself. Mm -hmm. But you cannot position yourself from a now moment. You position yourself from a past moment to the now. And in that, I mean, it's like going on a vacation. Yes, you can jump up and say, today I'm going to Hawaii and just throw something in the bag and go. Then when you get halfway to Hawaii, you forgot the wallet, you forgot this, you forgot that. You may not have, a, a, you know, you brought your winter clothes it's because you live in winter and it's summer there. You're not prepared to really enjoy the best of the moment. And yeah, you can go buy stuff and you can kind of work it out, but there's that stress in sorting all that out. Mm -hmm. But when you prepare for the trip, mm -hmm. pack the right things, buy the right things, Get, get the right place to stay and just don't be at the whim of the moment. Yes. So, and, and that's how your past self prepares your future self. And sometimes you don't even know why exactly you did that at that moment. But then five years in, you're like, oh, you see? And I thought that was a bad purchase. Look at that. I'm using that swimsuit in Hawaii. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Got one here I've never used. Let me throw this in the back. Oh, it's summer clothes. Let me pack all my summer things. But your past self can prepare your future self, but you have to let it. Mm -hmm. And that's where your freedom comes in. Mm -hmm. Because it has to be a decision you make. Because other people will stop you. Oh, yeah. And they don't mean to. That's not their intent. They just don't know where you're going to be from five years from now. They, and they think they know where they're going to be and they never are where they say they're yeah. going to be. But that's, I think we, we adhere too much to the voices around us sometimes. Yeah. And you got to have that inner thing going. 
where it says, okay, I, I, I don't care what Charlotte said, put that down. You need that swimsuit over here. Pick that one up. Yes, yeah, a few dollars more. That's cheaper, but trust me. And you get that one. Yeah. Yeah, you you have to. I think you have to be prepared in the now. And I'm not saying like every waking day. I mean, there are just moments where, you know, right now is watching PBS. <laughs> you well, know? I think it's the big thing. It's the big thing. But you, you have to almost be, you make decisions and when you do make certain decisions as to, hey, am I going to do therapy? Hey, I'm going to go to the doctor. Hey, I'm going to do yoga. Hey, I'm going to have this relationship with this person. Hey, I'm going to show up this way and be kind or however it is. Those are all accumulations. Yes. And again, they might not appear to be something that people understand. But you almost have to be, you have to know it's for you. You have yep. to know it's for you. And you can't, I don't, I can't sit there and say, oh, let me run through everyone's opinions about something that affects my life. Now, when you pay my bills, there's a factor to consider. And whether you give an opinion or not, Wolf, depends on how much money you get. Okay. <laughs> I might need that opinion. Your dollar and five. <laughs> wow. I have a whole dollar opinion. And five points. And five points. Let's not forget the five points. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. We just, we need to, and, you, and that takes you being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. That takes you being conscious of what's going on now. Mm-hmm. And you got to have some, you know, dreams like uh, last I was supposed to spend Christmas this past Christmas in Israel. Well, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But does that mean I'm never going? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm not going to give it up. I'm still walking that direction and maybe it won't be Israel. Maybe it'll be someplace else. But, but if I'm, you don't start <laughs> saving now, I ain't going nowhere. Pretty much. So yeah. it's almost kind of like having, you know, it's funny too. They say a lot of the times, which is, this is like a psychological fact. If you have something to look forward to, it actually helps your brain to be happier because you're excited about something to look forward to. That's a possibility of something that can possibly be. And if you're not imagining Hey, I'm going to Israel. What can I do? What are my resources? How do I get there? See my whole pre-trip thing? That's how it works. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> However, it works for you, girl. The whole pre-trip thing. I'm the pre-trip person. I'll tell you everything I'm doing, where I'm going, where I hope to go, what I hope to do, what I'm wearing. I tell you everything about my vacation for months. And the day after the vacation, how was it? It was good. Oh, uh, because I did it. I'm moving on to the next thing now. There you go. So, and I think that's what that's that's that works for me. Other people are the other. They worry their way to the trip. Uh, am I going to have enough money? Can I be able to do this? Am I am, am I going to take the right clothes? Because I, I have friends who do that. Worry their way to the trip, and then after the trip, they want to talk you to death about it. I was there. I'm good. 
<laughs> I just want to sleep on the plane. I don't want to relive it. I'm okay. But at, but then that's their pattern. This is my pattern. Yeah. But you got to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And maybe that makes you happy. Maybe they make sure they have everything in their bag. That's yeah. how they do it. So uh, you can't you can't do me and I can't do you. Pretty much. But you need to make sure the you you're doing is really positive for you. Mm-hmm. And that requires insight. And that at least requires yes. you being able to recognize what, not what, not only what, why. And what kind of magnet you are. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I think, don't understand the why. And the why is really what matters as to how you maneuver through the world. Why are only negative people gravitating to you? Who, me? No, I'm just saying the why. When you ask the why, why do I always just have negative people? Well, what are you giving out? Mm -hmm. You know, when, when positive people keep coming in your direction where they're doing good things, good things are happening to you. Look around at your life. You got good things. Ha- well, hey, the positive brings positive. So what kind of magnet are you? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My, my topic wasn't so like informed, but it, I did just want to talk about, because I was so proud of myself. I was like, look, you a bad bitch for leading. Look at you. I was literally but like. you say that every week. Yes, because it matters. Because I, because my my past self really does show up for my future self. There you go. And my present self. So I am like really proud of myself this week for going and growing through and just pivoting and making the necessary adjustments as I see fit to make the necessary adjustments. And I do feel like the journey that is unfolding right now for me is going to be a beautiful one. And I step into it with grace. I step into it with love. I step into it with forgiveness. And I'm stepping into it with the knowledge that I'm a bad bitch and can't nobody keep a bad bitch down. So, (laughs) okay, that's basically where I am. And there is a word to live by. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, can't keep a bad bitch down. <laughs> can't keep a bad lady down either. There you go. So I won't be. I, I've been a bad bitch long enough. I just want to be a nice, gentle lady. I don't want to be that. I'll be I a do. Bitch. I do. I've been a bad bitch for a long time. I'm, I'm gonna. You can have the title. I right, thank you. I'll just roll back and be the gentle lady. Have fun. I, I am in my own little way. So now we come to. Is it me? The health tip. Let, let's see. Who's, who's I never get this right, Berlin. time is it? I'm not going to handhold you through this. We I talk. think it's mine because it, you did, when it's your thing, when it's the other person's, then that person has to give some type of health tip. Or self-care. Self-care. Okay, I have a really, and I've, ha- I've had this for a couple of weeks and I've done it. I was, this was a health care tip I was all ready to give to last week. One of, I think one of the most important things to really have a healthy mind, and it also will translate into your body, is taking the time to cleanse yourself. 
Now there are people who will go and get colonic cleansing. Is that what they call it? Yeah, they do colonics and they do juicing. And they do juicing and flush them systems, their systems out. But I don't hear a lot about flushing out the dead weight in your life. Oh, I do it all the time. Friends who you think are, they're not. Past relationships that you grieve, that you need to just move on. Mm -hmm. and, and just present day stuff. Even things that you, you're doing that just are not replenishing you in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. If every day you get up late and you're running around like a crazed person to get to work and you get to work late, anywho, stop yourself. What do you need to do to program yourself to get up in a calm, happy mood so you're not running around crazy? Cleanse. Just don't go pay a couple hundred dollars for a tube up your you-know-who place to flush that out. You know, flush out your life. Mm -hmm. Think of it as a big toilet moment. Get the hose out. Suck them down in there and flush okay, them away. Okay, we're getting quite vivid. <laughs> For you to be like where the sun doesn't shine. But let's talk about the toilet. <laughs> but I mean, just... I don't think we I don't think people they'll pay money for everything else but they won't do that. I think part of if I if I may please. I think part of what it is is that people don't like to look at themselves. So it's hard to flush out emotional things because those are the things that you carry between your ears. Yes. They aren't the things that people can physically see. So I think you know part of what you're saying is Make sure your spirit is good. Yes. Yes. So it's not tarnished. Yeah. Don't because be a bad lady. You are cutting off your own blessings. Mm -hmm. You're cutting off your own happiness. You cannot be in the fullest of everything. Mm -hmm. So that is my, and I, I want to say that it's not an easy task. I have recently done it and it was very arduous. It was hard. It was painful and it was for me because I cry about everything it was very emotional but for me crying is cleansing mm -hmm. and it, it it really it was and, and the thing is you don't just do it once no you know you just don't do it once so whenever you think you're too bogged down and things aren't going right start looking at how you're living your day-to-day -day operations and things that you're touching. Look at your present. While you're washing your hands and cleansing your hands, what else can you get down that drain? Thanks for using drain. I know. I was yeah. going to go with the other one. But. I know. <laughs> I know. Get that air freshener out. <laughs> you can't spray your life with an air freshener. You can't use poopery. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in there. Get it out. <laughs> you can't use poopery. So yes, <laughs> colonic cleanse yourself emotionally, mentally, and health-wise. Yeah, I'm wishing everybody the best. This is trying. We're going on to a year of quarantine. And I know a lot of people have probably lost sense of time. But it matters to still be, to ask yourself what time. Check in with yourselves. Yes. Check in with yourself where you are and make the necessary adjustments if you can and because i mean i don't plan on getting through nothing i that has ever happened to me has broken me 
And and even if you get broke, it's okay. Yeah. Because sometimes you need to be broke to readapt, yeah. to come oh, yeah. out different. Yeah. So being broken is not the end of the world. If somebody is out there who feels like they're broken, hey, bandage it up, put it back together, start walking on it. It will heal. Mm-hmm. And you will be better for it. Thinking about your toe. Yes, see, it healed. But and that's partly why we do this. It's a healing. You know, yeah. we want bet we we're we want to share when we do better and when we're not doing good. We we don't mind sharing that. Yeah. And we want you to be better. Everybody. Our listeners. Yes, 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 yes. So take take do an emotional cleanse when you can. And I don't have anything else to add to this conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Are you doing that next week? Yeah, we're not sure what's going on next week. Berlin is going away and just leaving the podcast out, you know. I guess she got it like that, but okay. So you might just get me, and that'll be interesting. Because then I thought Alina was going to hear, but she's taking her, so she can't be my co-host. Or I may just go out. I may take it on the road, ride around and talk to people, ask them what are their topics, what would they like to see. I don't know. I might get really creative and funky, like the screen door. There you go. (laughs) Patch it together. There you go. She might want to be scared. I mean, I'll hear it before it comes out. So yeah, next week is going to be interesting. We'll 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 find out together, folks. Yeah. So if not, then definitely the week after next. Oh, there's going to be something next. Oh, you're doing something. There's something. Okay, I just, so I will be. Quite I haven't excited. nailed it down. Oh, I thought we were going to do the. And we might even do something where we're live, and well, we'll see. Yeah, virtual. Stay posted. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. So as always, as always, thank you so much for listening to us speak and give our insights. And we all want you to be safe. Be well. Be easy, my knees. And please be blessed. Bye. Bye. you're on the. He is tuckered out. I don't know how we done. Hold on. Hold on. It's okay. It's okay. We walk. <laughs>